Well, we're starting a new series this weekend called Love Does. And over the course of a few weeks, we're gonna be discussing and discovering what love does. Because love does a lot of things and everybody has a different definition of love. I mean, ladies, we know and we understand that guys have a completely different love language than we do. They say that there are five different love languages out there that you could possibly have. But I actually think I have a sixth love language that has been undiscovered and it's dessert. That's my love language. And my husband knows the fastest way to my heart is a clean house and my favorite dessert. But I think sometimes we misunderstand love because culture tells us that love, it's a feeling. But see, love is not a descriptive word. It's a verb. It's an active word because love is action. And so we're going to be looking at how we can actively live love out in our everyday life. Because you see, love shows up. And that's what I want to share with you today is that love shows up. And so I invite you to open up your Westover app or your Bible. We're going to be looking in 1 John chapter 4 today and over the next few weeks. And as you're turning there, let me kind of give you a little bit of a context of what's happening at this time in this book of the Bible. See, John, 1 John was written by the apostle, I'm sorry, excuse me, the disciple John. And he was one of the disciples of Jesus. And he writes this letter to a church and a community that was dealing with a lot of strife, division, tension, because there was a group of people in that church that decided they didn't want to follow after God's laws, they didn't want to follow after Jesus' commands, and instead, they left the church and began to create false teachings and false beliefs. And so there was a lot of tension that was happening because this group of people said, well, we want to hold on to all of the, the passions and the things that we love about culture and society and everything that, it, that sounds good to us, and then we also want to hold on to God. They wanted both to occur. They didn't want to give up the things that they should give up so they could follow after God. And so John begins to talk and he begins to write to this community and he says, that's not how we have to live our life. If we say we follow Jesus, if we say we are believers, then we have to look different than the world. We have to look different. If you say you love God, then you can't look like the world. And so we pick up this conversation in 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 7 through 9 together today. And this is what John says. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God has showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And John begins to talk and he's saying, God is love. And if we say we love God, then our life has to look different. Then our walk has to look different because love shows up. Love needs to show up in our life. And so today I want to share with you just a few thoughts on how love shows up. The first is, is that love starts with Jesus. Love always has to start with Jesus. It can't start anywhere else. It has to start with Jesus. We see this in verse 9. It says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. See, John throughout the passage begins to share about the love of God. 
And John, this, this disciple, was always called the beloved disciple. John understood and watched and witnessed Jesus for three years, love people in all circumstances, in all moments, in all types of situations. He saw Jesus pour out his love on others. We know that John, although he's the beloved disciple, when he wrote the book of John, we all kind of quote, and so a lot of us know John three sixteen. It's one of the quote, most quoted verses in the Bible. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And John picks up that conversation even in this letter to this community and he's saying it's about love. He almost uses the same words and the same tone when he says he sent his one and only son. Over and over again, John is telling us God is love and he loved us so much he sent Jesus. See, in this passage, John's making the argument that God is love. Not that God loves God is love. That's what he says in verse seven, is that God is love. You see, we're all searching for love. Everybody's searching for love. There are many stories and movies that the plot line is about love. There are thousands of songs written about love. There are dozens of apps and websites that will promise you that they can help you find the love of your life. We never get tired of the story of love. It, it, it seems like it's that storyline that never gets old because we're all searching for love. And the reason we're searching for love is that we were created by a loving God who created a need inside of us to need him and to need communion and community with others. You were created by God to need him and to need people. And so you are constantly searching for love because God is the origin of love. Love started with him at the beginning. Before there was anything or anyone, there was God and God was love. And he loved us so much and he wanted relationship with us. And even when we broke relationship with God, he sent his son Jesus down to earth to die on a cross for our sins so that he could repair the relationship with us. One of the attributes of God is that he is love. See, you can't take love away and out of the equation when you're referring to God because it is who he is. You can't change that part about him. It is who he is. So Jesus is going to love you. Jesus loves you no matter your circumstance, no matter your past failures, no matter the things that you feel like you've messed up on. You're saying, man, I've messed up too many times. I don't deserve love anymore. Or maybe I truly believe there are people in this room that somebody has told you over time or in your past that you don't deserve love. Because of who you are, because of your mistakes, something in your past that you don't deserve love. And so you have bought into that lie that you aren't worthy of love. But I want you to know today that Jesus loves you. No matter what you're walking through, Jesus loves you and he is seeking you out and he wants relationship with you. And so for every mom, parent, grandma, grandparent in this room, maybe you've been praying for a son or a daughter to come back to the Lord. They've walked away from relationship with God. They're not in church. And you have this burden in your heart for them and you're praying. I wanna encourage you, keep praying because Jesus loves them. Keep praying because God is still going after them. You do not have to worry whether or not Jesus is still gonna love them despite their mistakes. God is seeking after them. God cares for them. He's never gonna let go, so don't stop praying. Jesus loves you. So no matter what you've walked through in life, Jesus wants relationship with you. And you might be looking for love in possessions, 
in accomplishments, in things, in distractions from the world, but nothing is truly going to satisfy your heart and satisfy that hole inside of you. You search over and over and over again and you keep saying, I don't know why I can't get that filled. I don't know why that relationship doesn't fill this void inside of me. I don't know why I can never seem to be happy. I don't know why I can't seem to get over this. It's because it was created by God. That hole that you feel inside of you, that dissatisfaction that you feel inside of you was created by God, by him on purpose. So therefore it can only be filled by God. Nothing else can fill that hole inside of you. See, Jesus is the love you're looking for. Jesus is the love you are looking for and nothing else will satisfy it. God created that desire inside of you and the only one that can fill it is Jesus. And so to accept his love, It's just to walk and step into relationship with Jesus. It's to say, I need a savior and I want to have Jesus rule and and take control of my life and lead me in all things. And really to accept Jesus, it's simple. At Westover, we believe it's as clear as A, B, C. It's A, it's admitting that you need a savior. It's admitting that you can't do life on your own and you need somebody to lead your life. It's B, believing that Jesus died on the cross for your sin and that he wants to have relationship with you. And see, it's confessing from your heart with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and, and confessing all of your sins to him. And so it's real simple. All you have to do is to take that step of faith and say a prayer similar to something like this that says, Jesus, I need you. God, forgive me for the moments that I've done things on my own and I've failed and I've sinned against you. I need you to just come and step in my life. Today, I give you full control. I give you leadership over my life. I give you my future and I want relationship with you. And when you say a prayer like that, then Jesus can come and he can take control of your life and he can step in and he begin to lead you. And in that moment, you accept the love of Jesus. And so if you've never said that prayer before, today you can say that prayer just in your own heart during this moment. And God can step into your circumstance and for the first time you can feel the love that Jesus has for you because love starts with Jesus. And so if you make that prayer today, at the end of service, we would love to pray for you. Our prayer team will be available because we wanna help you take those next steps. But we also invite you, if you're new to faith and you're ready to take that next step, to come to our Faith Essentials class. That class is the first and second Sunday of every single month and it's an opportunity where we can answer all the questions that you have about faith and help you take that next step because we want you to step into relationship with Jesus because we know he's the love you're looking for. And and we can't start anywhere until we start with Jesus. The second way that love shows up is that love reaches out. Love reaches out. It's not something we hold inside of us. Love reaches out. It says in verse seven and eight, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You see, when we discover the love that comes from Jesus and we step into relationship with him, it begins to show up in all areas of our life. It begins to to be something that we walk daily in. And when we accept the, the freedom in Jesus and we accept his forgiveness and his grace and his love, it begins to flow out of us and we want to love other people. And that's what John is saying in this verse. He says that we have to love people. It's a command. If you say you love God, then you must love people. 
If you say you wanna follow after Jesus and you want to be a follower of Jesus and you wanna believe in God, then you also have to love people. They go together. They're connected. They're not mutually exclusive. It's not a multiple choice. It's not something that we can kind of say, well, today I feel like it. No, God commands us to love others. See, they go together. There are duels in life that just go together. There are things that are connected that don't make sense apart. And we kind of think about the great duels of life. We think about peanut butter and jelly. I mean, who doesn't love a PBJ? It's a great thing. Or maybe Batman and Robin. They're always supposed to go together. Or burgers and fries. If you do burgers and chips, I'm sorry, that's just wrong. It's fries. You're supposed to have fries. It's chips and salsa. And if you're from San Antonio, you know this to be true. It cannot be chips and no salsa. And if you have salsa, you have to have chips with it. It's just what you do. Or milk and cookies. And if you're in the Musset household, that means Oreos. My husband has an obsession with Oreos. And so I have to constantly keep Oreos stocked at the house. And he is very particular about them. But if you have Oreos in the house, we have to have milk. And if I run out of milk, it's like the end of the world has happened. But for him, they go together. There are things in life that just go together and they stay connected. They're not meant to be apart. And that's what John is saying in this verse. He's saying, you can't say you love God and not love others because love reaches out. Love reaches out. Love sees a need and it meets a need. Love shares a smile. Love prays for others. Love encourages people. Love serves other people. The love that we have inside of us that we've received from God is meant to be shared. It's not meant for us to hoard and keep to ourselves. They are interconnected. Our love for God is directly tied to our love for others. And at Westover, we believe and our mission is that we want to follow Jesus and love people. We want to follow Jesus and love people. It's not just follow Jesus and it's not just love people. It has to be both. They have to go together because one, requires the other. You need both. And so at Westover, we want to be known as a church where you can find and follow Jesus and we can extravagantly love on our community and the people around us because we need both in our life. So if love reaches out, how, how do you reach out? What does that look like? Well, I encourage you, find a need and meet a need. Find a need and meet a need. I have found in my life that when God presents a need and I walk into a situation and a need comes up, God intends for me to meet that need, no one else. God is putting that need on my heart. When I talk to somebody and they share with me a concern that they have or a struggle they're going through, God intends for me to pray and encourage them, not to pass them off to someone else. God sent them on my path. So therefore it's a need that I need to meet. I need to be love that reaches out. When I see a need to serve or to give generously, God intends for me to meet that need because my job and the call that God has given me as a believer and a follower of Jesus is to love others and love reaches out. So find a need and meet a need. And what you'll find is in your walking with God and you're in relationship with Lord and you're praying and you're following after him that God's gonna give you eyes to see needs. God's gonna give you eyes to see the brokenness and the hurt of the people around you. And he's gonna open your eyes to something you've never seen before. And he intends for you to see it so that you can meet that need because it's the love of him that's gonna flow out of you to reach others. 
Another way that we can reach out is to intentionally elevate every room we walk into. Intentionally elevate every single room that you walk into. You see, when you receive the love of Jesus, when you are in relationship with God, when you say, I'm a follower of Jesus, what you have as a benefit of that is you walk in the grace, the mercy, the favor, the power, and the hope of Jesus Christ. So when you walk into a room, so does Jesus. When you walk into a workplace, so does God. So when you walk into that room, God should show up because you came in the room. We are meant to intentionally elevate every single space that we walk into. And so this week, I wanna challenge you. Elevate every space you walk into. When you walk into a room, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's at your home, maybe it's the drive to school with your kids or it's at the checkout line at the grocery store. Elevate every space that you walk into because you are gonna be the hope, you are gonna be the love and you're gonna be the answer to prayer that somebody needs because you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit so he walks with you. Elevate every space that you walk into. Be the smile, be the glove, be the joy that shines through so that they can say something's different. Something just happened in this room. Yes, God showed up. Elevate every space you walk into because love reaches out. And finally, love shows up because love makes the first move. Love makes the first move. It says in verse 10, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We see in this verse that love makes the first move. God who is love, we see that in verse seven, God is love, moved towards us and he made the first move in relationship with us. He created us for relationship. He moved towards us and then even when we broke relationship with God, Before we even knew who he was, he sent his son Jesus down to earth to die on a cross for our sins so he could repair the relationship with us. He made the first move towards us. And over and over again, we see this in the the gospels. We see this in the Bible and we see this in our own life that love always makes the first move. We see this in our personal relationships. When we love someone, we typically make the first move. We move towards them because we love them. We move towards people when we love them. We make the first move. Parents, you know this to be true. We make the first move in the relationship with our kids. We are the first movers in relationship. We're the ones that seek relationship with them. We take care of them, we provide, we correct, we love, we guide, we encourage. Before our kids even know how to reach out in relationship with us, we reach out to them because we're the first movers. From the beginning of when they're born, we move towards them. Before they can even say your name, before they can even smile at you or learn to reach their arms out to reach towards you, you move towards them because of your love for them. Or married couples. Do you remember the first time you met your spouse? Or maybe the first time that you went out on a date with your spouse? Last week, my husband was kind of bragging about how he made the first move in our relationship. And since I'm here, I just thought this weekend I'd provide a little clarity. (laughs) Because that's what wives do. We provide clarity. That's just a gift that we have. So when my husband and I met, we met here at church, 
And it, before I even met him and he attended church, his friends were saying, hey, you need to meet this girl named Danae and you need to date her. You need to date her. And so we finally ended up meeting, but we didn't date initially. We just were friends for several months before we even started dating. And so we just kind of hit it off and became really good friends at the very beginning. And we hung out together. We talked on the phone all the time. He hung out with my family. As a parenthetical right here, for all the single people in the room that are praying and looking for a spouse and you're looking for who God is gonna send for you, let me just tell you, if that person doesn't like your family and enjoy hanging out with your family, they are not meant for you because you need somebody that loves your family as much as they love you. But back to the story. So we, we were hanging out and after a couple of months, I could kind of tell that he liked me. It was obvious, but he wasn't making a move. He just hadn't done it yet. And so I was just sitting around going, okay, I'm not gonna make a move, he needs to make a move. So I just kind of waited and it was weeks and those weeks turned into like a month. We were almost to two months and I'm like, I don't know if anything's gonna happen here. And then one day he called me up on the phone and he said, I wanna take you out on a date. And I said, okay. And so that day came and he came to pick me up and as we were walking to his car for him to take us to the date, he opened the door to my car, my, he opened the car door for me and he had never done that before. And so it was like all of a sudden something changed. Something was different. This moment was different because he made a move. And so we went to dinner that night and at the dinner table, everything just kind of felt different. It wasn't just the casual conversation we normally have. Things were different. And from that moment on in our relationship, we never went back to just being friends because John made a move. John said, from this point forward, I'm gonna make a move towards you. And it changed and it shifted the relationship. And we went from being friends to something more. And then after that, along the way, he continued to make moves and our relationship continued to shift. And then he made the right move and he asked me to marry him. But all along the way, he made a move and he shifted the relationship. I think it's the same thing in our relationship with God. See, God was the first mover in relationship with us. He loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, and he came to earth. And because when we step into relationship with Jesus, something shifts. Things have to change. In a moment that you accept God into your heart, things shift and things change and they don't remain the same. You can't go back to who you were. Things now have to look different. But here's what I want you to understand is the moment that you step into relationship with God, he's the first mover in relationship with us. We are intended then to shift and become the first mover with people in our life. We now have to be the first mover in relationship to love others, to love our community, to love our family, to reach out to those that need hope. That is a command from God because he moved towards us. We need to move towards others. We are required to make the first move because love shows up when we make the first move. And so we need to be a community and we wanna be a community that reaches out because there are people that need to know that there is hope that still exists. There are people in our community that need to know that there is a God that can restore their marriage that there is a God that can walk into their circumstance and repair the brokenness that they're walking through. We want to be a community that loves extravagantly on people. And for that reason, in just a few weeks, we're gonna do our field of lights again this holiday season because we believe that love reaches out. 
Love reaches out to others. And see, our field of lights, we did it last year and we're gonna do it again this year. And over four weekends during the holiday season, we are gonna be a church that opens up our doors, opens up our fields for people from our community to come on our campus. And really what it's all about is there are a lot of people that you know that would never come to a service. They're not gonna walk through the doors of a church, but they might come with their family to a Christmas light show. And so when they come on our campus for our Christmas light show, we want that to be an opportunity. They think they're here to have fun, but we're here to show the love of Jesus. And as they're walking through that light show, we're gonna share the story of Christmas. We're gonna share about a Jesus that loves them. And and we are going to love on them for every single moment they are on our campus. And then we wanna invite them to our Christmas services so they they can be a part of what God is doing here because we believe God can show up. Last year, we had over 14,000 people come to our Christmas light show. And during those four weekends, every single night, we had dozens of people that stopped by and asked for us to pray for them because they were walking in broken. And we just provided an opportunity, said, can we pray for you? And there on our field with Christmas lights everywhere, people had tears streaming down their cheeks because they needed somebody to care and to love for them. See, love makes the first move. Love steps towards people. We also handed out hundreds of Bibles to people that had never had a Bible before. And right there on our field, we had salvations that happened down that field last year because we had an opportunity. We said, we're gonna be the first movers in our community. Westover wants to be a community where we reach out to the people around us. Westover wants to be known as that church in the community. They say, I don't really know a lot about God, but I know that place loves people. And I know that place cares about people. And when things happen in this community, they show up. That's who we wanna be because love reaches out. And so over a course of the next four weeks, we wanna give you the opportunity to be a part of it. There have been families that are here and now a part of our church because they came to the Christmas light show last year. And I wanna share one of those stories with you at this time, take a look. We had gone to several churches prior to Westover. We, We would attend the service but we really you know, got nothing out of it. Well, last year during Christmas, we actually saw you know, the, the lights, the lights set up. So we figured like, hey, you know, let's have a family night out and let's go see what it's about. And uh, you know, we actually came here and you know, slowly we saw that it kind of played a part with, uh, with the church and with the story of Jesus. And uh, you know, that's how we found out about this church. Uh, the atmosphere is really great just because the people that I actually met that were volunteering from the church, that was one of the main reasons why we actually started coming here. Like they're super humble, down to earth, uh, earth people. So we figured like, hey, you know, it, it's been a while since, you know, we came from our last church. Um, let's go ahead and give this one a try. And yeah, no looking back. For volunteering at Field of Lights, you know, you do have, you know, your assembly right now, how we're putting the lights together. Uh, I know there's actual volunteering from the photo booth, uh, concession stand, there are games out there where you can be a volunteer out there. So there, there's tons of ways that you can actually get involved with the church. You know, it'll be one year, you know, this December that I've been coming to this church. So I think it would be awesome just to play a part where it's like, hey, you help out, you know, help people find, you know, the word of Jesus and, you know, get them, uh, you know, closer to God. In that moment and that opportunity, we want it to happen again this year because we believe there's still more people that need to know Jesus.
We believe a bigger heaven is a better heaven. And yes, we had 14,000 people come on our campus last year, but as you can see, every single person is a name and a story and they matter to God, so they matter to us. And so we're gonna invite you in just a few weeks to step up and step in and serve and find an opportunity to serve at our Field of Lights over four weekends. Choose a day that you and your family can come and serve and love on people here on our campus. Maybe you would say, I've never really served before. I've been coming to church and yeah, I like it, but I've never really taken a step. Well, this is a great first step to take and be a part of. It's gonna be a great opportunity to reach out in the community and for you to see how you can make an impact with us. Or maybe you would say, I used to serve but I've kind of gotten out of the habit and I haven't really stepped back in. Well, this is a great way to step back in because it's a moment that we can show love to our community. We can be the first mover. And so as we close, I wanna invite you to stand. And I believe that over this series, God is gonna be speaking to you, that God is gonna put a challenge in your heart on how you can live love out in your life, how love can show up in your life and in your family. And I believe that today God is speaking to you about one way that you can actively live love out this week. Maybe it's to meet a need. Maybe it's to elevate the space that you walk into. Or maybe God is speaking to you right now about stepping in and serving on our field of lights opportunity and this outreach that we're gonna do. We invite you, if you wanna serve a part of this outreach, if you will just go to our app, we have a banner there on the front page that says field of lights that you can sign up immediately. We wanna help plug you in because it's gonna take all of us to reach our community, but love makes the first move. And so we're gonna move towards people. And so as I pray, I'm gonna pray that God would speak to your heart and that you would step out in obedience to whatever he's challenging you to. And I believe that when you step out in obedience, God is gonna honor that obedience and you're gonna see the fruit occur and you're gonna see fruit happen when you touch lives. God, we come before you. And we just thank you, Lord, that you made the first move towards us, that you loved us so much that you sent your son. And so God, we now want to take that love and we wanna reach out to others and we wanna move towards our community. And so God, I pray right now that you would speak to every person, every heart here on the way you want them to reach out, on the way you want them to love on the people around them. God, the spheres of influence that are in this place, let it go beyond these doors, Father, that we would be the church extended in every heart and in every community and in every space that we walk into. Lord, let us be a church that loves our community as we step into this outreach moment. We give this week to you, God. We give this field of lights to you because we believe that you are gonna do something miraculous. And we say in advance, thank you for what you're gonna do. Thank you for the lives that are gonna be changed. I thank you for your people today. Bless them in your name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. We love you all. Have a wonderful week. You are dismissed.